we are doing the Uddhav Gita. We are in chapter 17 and we will be continuing from verse 17 onwards. Last week, if you remember, we were doing about the five senses, how they react, what exactly happens with the five senses as well as the five organs of action. Today, we are going to go slightly deeper into the subject, not connected with the senses, but with the way in which how things come about. And what is this major thing which we know about, which is called the Mahat Tattva. So we are going to understand that. I know it seems like a very heavy subject, but I will try to explain as possible, as, as much as you can understand. Right? So let us progress. We are doing the Uddham Gita, last message of Sri Krishna, chapter 17, verse 17. In the projection, etc., of this universe, the Prakriti transforms into causes and effects. Assumed through the gunas such as sattva, etc., the conditions for such modification. But the Purusha, unmodified, merely looks on. Now, seems like a very heavy verse, isn't it? So let us see. Now, what is it that modifies? Modification means changes. Something happens, something is transpiring. There is a, there are certain elements which come into effect and then they create some kind of a options for us to understand. So, what are those things and how do they happen? Let us say, I will explain this. Now let us say I want to, you know, join a very good college. So if I have to join a good college, I have to score good marks in my school examination. Isn't it? Then I may have to write the entrance test and then pass over there also. So this is how I can join a good college. So there is always something which is the primary requirement for it to create some object. So if I have to make a cup of tea, I need to have water, tea, you know, sugar, milk or whatever. And then I need to have gas also. If I don't have these ingredients, how will I create those objects? That I want, then how can I have the cup of tea? So, I hope you understood that for everything I need something in the beginning. Now, let us come back to Brahma. In the Brahma, there is nothing visible. I can't see anything. Because Brahma by itself is not understood. It's an unmanifest. If it is unmanifest, how do I actually understand what is happening? Got it? So, I am not able to actually understand. So, there are two components to it. Two components which split up from this Brahma. One is called Purusha and one is called Prakriti. Purusha is the passive element. Prakriti is the dynamic or active element. So, the Brahma projects 
throws out throws out now those who have seen the star trek or star wars or those series i am sure you have seen the captain of the ship says let us go in an overdrive or let us drive beyond the range of light that means the speed of light so they go in an overdrive like the way in which an aeroplane takes off so they do that and then suddenly they vanish in one place and then they come in another place so did you understand that from nowhere these people suddenly appear somewhere now all those movies that you see doesn't it actually tell you that there was nothing there just now but something suddenly appeared right now you as a human being also where were you before you were born before you were even converted into a cell you know as i got where were you prior to that it is difficult to understand so where you were cannot be understood but suddenly you appeared so did you get this this is what it means it's a projection the projection of this universe universe by itself is having tangibility it is tangible so tangible objects appear suddenly suddenly they appear so did you get it how that rocket suddenly appears you know uss enterprise suddenly coming over exactly like that so when the object just appears then the prakriti transformed into causes and effects there are causes and there are effects what are those causes and what are those effects so it must be having something as a cause something is coming together like i told you to make the cup of tea you require ingredients 1 2 3 4 5 isn't it and you require the gas also so somewhere it has to be cooked so you have to make it so you need the gas or the whatever you know object that you are going to use so there is a cause and effect transformed into causes and effects assume through the gunas such as sattva rajas and tamas the condition for such modifications but the purusha unmodified merely looks on so the causes are mahat egoism and the five subtle elements you know what are the five subtle elements of course you know that so i don't have to actually tell you so we have done that in the last satsang in detail so then we have the mahat the mahat tattva and the ego now all these are called the causes they create something from nothing comes something so from that that something to appear that means for the tea to be made prior to making the tea the ingredients were lying in their own places isn't it they were not there you brought them together brought the ingredients together in one place in one vessel the vessel is called universe not it the vessel is called universe so in the universe all these elements came they appeared in that place and it had 
ego and mahat. Now, what is this ego? Ego is, I want to make a cup of tea. Is it the same as I want to make a cup of coffee? No. This is different. That is different. So, see, I am going very slow for you to actually grasp the meaning. If you don't grasp the meaning, you will not understand anything. So, because the next verse is going to be slightly more tougher than this one. So, here, I want to make a cup of tea. Instead of that, I say, I want to make a cup of coffee. I want to make a cup of cocoa. Alright. So, tea, coffee, cocoa or whatever. Anything that you make tells you what it is. Alright. What it is. So, what is it? Tea, coffee or whatever. Right? So, this is the ego in it. Now, all the ingredients coming together with the energy within it. Sugar has its own capacity. Water has its own capacity. Milk has its own capacity. The tea, the coffee or the cocoa powder has its own capacity. It can create that object. So it has some potential, isn't it? Something is there inside. So when I mix the ingredients together, mixing them together, putting them on a stove, the objects mix together to create this beautiful concoction, which is the effect of it. All these coming together, create those objects. Now, remember, there was a small line over here which said, Though through the gunas such as sattva, rajas and tamas. Through the gunas of sattva, rajas and tamas. Now, sattva, rajas and tamas. I will explain to you. Now let us say for example, I am reusing the tea leaves. What am I doing? I am reusing the tea leaves. I am reusing the coffee. You know, they put that coffee filter and then you pour some coffee and then you pour hot water in it and the coffee filters downwards. You know, in India we have that. Dabba in South India we have it. So now imagine you are reusing it. Remember, you are reusing it. Let us go back. If I am making a fresh coffee, remember, F-R-E-S-H, fresh coffee, it is called Sattva. If I am making a strong coffee, which means less of milk, less of sugar, more of that concoction, you know, they say the black deposit that is there of coffee, more of it, so that it gives me a kick, solid kick. That is called Rajas. Now remember I said to you, reusing that coffee. It's already used once. Now I am putting more water to reuse that. It is Tamas. Tamas is a system where we do not pay much attention to anything. Because it is pure laziness. 
Have you ever gone to Starbucks and seen the coffee being reused anytime? No. You will never find it over there. It is only some people who will reuse saying that there is something. Let us take it out to the last drop. No. So using it once, Sattva, making a very strong coffee, Rajas, and reusing the same thing over and over again is Tamas. So this is a clear indication how we make the coffee. Same with the tea. Tea is being reused. Imagine that. So this is what you have to understand. So this way the Mahat brings these ingredients together and it is different in its ego. Alright? And it creates that thing. Whatever it is. Tea, coffee or whatever. Now, in this universe, it is human beings, animals, birds, trees, sun, moon, everything. Got it? It created. Who created? Don't forget the Prakriti created. Prakriti is literally like a mother of manifestation. She is called mother. Alright? Why is she called mother? Ma. Ma means mother. Correct? She is called mother. Because in the mother, everything is created. Even as a human being, you know, na, mother is required to create you. So, mother is needed to create this object. So, she is called mother nature. She is called mother nature. So she creates this object. Now, who is this person or what is it that is not involved in the action though without him nothing happened? That which is there but not visible in the background. This background this one which is not visible is called Purusha. Alright? But Purusha unmodified merely looks on. So Krishna is telling Uddhava, see, the Purusha is just watching the whole thing. Even in your case, as a child, you were born with an active participation of your mother. Father's party participation was only one second. He just provided the sperm. That's it. What is father's participation over there? Zero. Your father hasn't participated at all. It is the mother who provided the womb. It is the mother who provided the food. Every other component that is required was provided by the mother alone. So 99.9% it is the mother which provides. And what did the father provide? The seed as we call it. That nothing. Components are zero. Literally at zero level. Imagine how small is that sperm, very, very tiny. 
and look at yourself. You may be 60 kilos, 70 kilos, 100 kilos weight. In that, if I take one tiny sperm, where are you? Where is dad? So the father component, which we call as the Purusha, is literally missing over there, though he is there in the background. He has not modified his body. Has your father modified his body when he had to create you? Not at all. Not an iota has that man changed. And if you are a sperm bank baby, you don't even know your father. Imagine that. Nobody knows where you came from. Your sperm has come from some sperm bank. That's it. No name, nothing, nothing, nothing. Now imagine this kind of a situation. Where is the father involved in it? Zero percentage. Understood? He is not there. He not even in the background. He is there. But without that thing, nothing works. So he is there as an unmodified component. Now let us look at modification. I gave you the tea coffee complex formula. Now let us look at the mother. The mother creates a baby inside her womb. She not only provides the baby with everything. Air, water, shelter, food, clothes, everything that is there. Clothing. You will say, clothing? How did clothing come about? Isn't there a sack in which you are sitting, sir? That is your clothing. The skin. Everything. Can you imagine the amount of effort the, the mother is putting in to create you? She has to even not only just create you, but after you are born also, my God, the amount of problems that she has to go through. Because she has to give you birth, her body changes to such a dynamic levels. She has to provide you food after you are born also. So did you understand how much Prakriti is the mother? And what is the kind of effort that she puts in? So please remember this always. Always respect your mother. Because she has taken you through that entire process. She is mother. So, even in any religion for that matter, you will find that Saint Joseph in Christianity is not given that much amount of you know, importance as to Mother Mary. Now see what she is called. Mother Mary. In our religion also she is called Mari Amman. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Mari, the word Mari is also Mary over there. It's the same word. Just twisted a little bit here and there. So what is the big difference in that? There she is Mother Mary, here she is Mari Amman. Amman means mother, isn't it? Now imagine this whole situation. She is mother. And that component is very, very important. And that is always under the modification of Sattva, Rajas and Tamas. So now importance of mother is so much. 
that if the mother drinks liquor while you are in the stomach, the amount of problems you will have can never be understood. You as a baby will have to go through hell in your life. She is already going through hell. If she is drinking, if she eats wrong foods, if she eats foods which are not, which are detrimental to the baby, if she does any activity which is detrimental to the baby, you are getting created in that womb. So now imagine the guna that she has to go through. She has to be completely sattvic to have a sattvic baby. If the woman is of a loose character, then you can imagine what would happen. She may not even bother what she's eating, drinking, smoking, you know, having multiple partners or whatever the case might be. And she's living a life of hell. Full day she's under stress and tension and worry. The baby that is born is going to be affected tremendously. Every day when we hear about people dying at a very young age, somebody is suffering from heart problems, children that are born are autistic, some mental degradation is there in them, some physical deformity is there, so many issues. Can you imagine all these things are there? Why is all these things? The reason is because you have to ensure that you are properly taken care of as a baby. Today, we are hearing about a top CEO of a very big company. This lady died at the age of 50. How did she die? She had colon cancer. At the age of 50, she has colon cancer. There's a very great music director, a choreographer, who is also a director. He is lying in the hospital because of some ailment. You can see so many children that are born. You can yourself go and do your research. See in the background. Out of the 10 families that you know, at least 2 or 3 of them will have autistic children. Have you noticed it? There are autistic children born every minute. Why is that? You can blame the genetic pool. You can blame whatever you want to. But it is the mother nature. If there is a defect in it, then there is a problem. So, Sattva, Rajas and Tamas are the three gunas that affect the whole system. So, it is important to have proper thinking, proper living. You got to eat healthy food. You got to eat healthy food. You got to be doing your exercise. You got to be fit and proper all in the whole body. So if you want to create the next generation, that means if you want to have babies, you better be very careful how you do it. So here, the father is the inactive principle. Got the point? Father's contribution is zero, literally. 
here also in this universe the purusha is unmodified merely looks on he just watches the father is not a contributing factor in anybody's birth same with you same with anybody in this world what does the father do that is why he is called unmodified he doesn't even it doesn't even affect him in any way not mentally nor in nor in any way the only thing is bothered oh my god i have to earn more money i have to feed this child he is having his anxiety but there is nothing no contribution no emotions nothing 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 he is unmodified and he just watches so in our spiritual world also the father is called purusha he just doesn't involve himself in anything he just watches it is the prakriti who does literally everything so we have come to the end of verse 17 we will move to verse 18 we are doing uddhav gita the message of the last message of sri krishna chapter 17 verse 18 the component elements such as the mahat etc while being transformed are charged with power under the glance of the purusha and supported by the prakriti combine and form the universe the component elements such as the mahat while being transformed they are getting modified are charged with power under the glance of the purusha and supported by prakriti combine and form the universe so in the in the spiritual world the purusha is just watching he just is watching that's it ensuring that his wife the prakriti is not affected that much he just watches so what does he do So in the material world, come to the material world, the husband will want to find out the best hospital where she can be admitted for maternity. I mean for delivering the baby. Then he will try to find out the best gynec, the best obstetrician. All these isn't it his job? So what he does, he just does the background work under his eye. He is just looking at it. He will just say, okay. there is this guy like which we can go and meet in of guy we call it no obstetrician gynecologist so there is this of guy we can go and meet okay but is he actually involved in it is not at all involved it is the woman who has to go and sit on the table and talk to the doctor tell her all the problems i'm saying her okay because of guy is mostly women very few men so the omgain is saying oh you know i am puking every single day i have morning sickness i have this i have cramps my legs are filled with water can you see i can't move all these problems the mother the mother nature is telling this doctor the the man is just standing there and looking and when the physical examination is happening he is mostly told please go and stand outside <laughs> it is very funny 
and he is not even involved. He is going out and reading all those magazines over there and looking at all the other women over there. That is the only thing he does. He doesn't do anything. Nothing. He will just find out the name of the doctor. He will find out the best hospital. He will say, okay, yes, we can use our insurance over there. Yes, we get this facility. Yes, we get that facility. I have booked the best room for you. We have the best doctor on call. And after that, he has tried to make the room better. The child, when it is coming, what is his job? He is going to bring all kinds of horrible clothes. Please understand, men do not have the sense of taste. Okay, if you tell them not to get some good clothes, don't know. You can't even trust them. Because they will get the worst kind of clothes. So the mother says, you don't buy those things. I will go and buy it. So she goes to all the shops and she already buys some nice, beautiful stuff to wear for the baby, of course. And then the crib and all those things. Everything is made so beautifully. The woman, the woman is the one, 99% of the work she is doing. Exactly what is said over here. The component elements such as Mahat while being transformed are charged with the power. They are charged with the power. By the glance of the Purusha and supported by Prakriti. Prakriti is the main person there. The mother is the main person there. She is actually describing what is to be done. She is going through the process. The Purusha is just watching. So this is in the material world. Let us come to the spiritual world. In the spiritual world, the Purusha is just... See, Purusha is normally depicted as... I mean, those who know the Indian mythology, they will see if they go to Padmanabh Swami temple or all these, you know, Triranga and all those temples. Have you seen? The God is just, you know, he's just, <laughs> just doing this. He's just lying over there in his Yoga Nidra. That is this Narayana Swara, Swaru. What is he doing? He's just lying there. But his watchful eyes are there. He's just watching everything. He's just ensuring that everything is done. Involvement, very little. We're just watching. Then, the mother does everything. So that is what is said. Supported by Prakriti, combine and form the universe. Without the Purusha, the universe cannot get formed. No. This doesn't happen. If the pollen grain is not there, the fruit is not going to happen. Got the answer? In the same way, if that person is not there, the whole thing is not going to happen. So, when children are born, the father is called the father figure, a background figure. The mother is the active component in the life of the child. She provides the milk, the food, she takes care, all these things. She's doing all these things. Actually, I wrote one small funny thing yesterday in which I was just talking about how the whole equation has changed for a woman during the pandemic and for the man also. I said that, see, in earlier times, I'm just taking the women who are working. I'm not taking everybody. I'm not taking the whole universe. I'm just taking a certain section, cross-section of women. 
Now they were working in companies, factories, in companies, in offices, wherever they were working. Now what used to happen is when they went to work, they were always bothered about, oh, my child is going to come from school, who is going to bring him, blah, 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 all those things. She was also supposed to be bothered about what is to, what cooking to be done, what food to be made, everything. The children's studies have to be done. All these things and her mind was half in her house when she used to go to work. Today the pandemic has reversed the whole thing. She has to work from home. So when she works from home, she is keeping an eye on the child. She is keeping an eye on the food that is getting made. What kind of food is brought at home? She's her she's having her eye on the expenses that are happening. She's not having to drive down two, you know, two, two hours up and two hours down. No. She doesn't have to meet any person for some meetings and stuff like that. Which means she doesn't need to dress like, you know, all the makeup and stuff like that. She doesn't have to do that. She can be sitting in front of her laptop or her, you know, whatever device that she has maybe her phone and doing a call. So she just has to dress up only this much. If it is a video call, if it is an audio call, she can keep it on the, the kitchen table. Okay, put the headphones on and just listen to the call. See, earlier her colleagues would make fun of her and all those kinds of things were there. They were always very critical of her. They were watching her. Everybody watches a woman in, with dirty eyes. So. Here there is nobody to watch. She is in the kitchen or maybe she is tending to her baby or her son is sitting in front of the computer and doing his studies. Okay. She is not concerned. So now she doesn't have to bother so much. So for a woman it became advantageous because she could keep a watch on everything. Yes. Most important, she can keep a watch on her husband also. <laughs> because that fellow was, you can't say what he was. You know what, <laughs> this fellow, he would never come home in time. He would always go out for drinks. He had friends that he had to visit. Weekend parties that he had. Office, oh, I have to go on tours. I can do this. I have to do that. Go for matches. Do this, do that. Full day sitting on the, you know, in front of the television, switching channels. All these kind of things men were doing. Yes, there are some men who work. It's not that I'm saying anything bad about them. But now, because of pandemic, what has happened? He's become a house. Houseman. <laughs> He's in the house. Now, did you understand what has happened to him? He, is, he will lock his room and he will sit in his room. Now, he cannot do anything. Have you not seen that person was talking and his son and the dog came inside from behind? Have you seen that video, no? Exactly the thing. He cannot watch all kinds of nonsensical stuff. Huh? Right? He cannot be having secretive talks. See? So there is a lot of curb on men's activities. Which they are feeling very bad. <clears throat> a woman is becoming more dynamic because now she can manage properly. So pandemic has changed quite a lot of things. So let us come back to our story once again. So did you understand Prakriti? She is the active component in every life. So Prakriti is the one who is dynamically changing. And she is charging everything. She is charging with the power. 
That is why she is called Mahashakti also. See, in the Puranas, they are called Purusha and Prakriti, which is the, the Vaishnavas. You know, basically, if you go on to that side, but if you go to the Shaivites, they call it Shiva and Shakti principle. The Shiva principle is the passive one. The Shakti principle is the dynamic one. So the Shakti principle is really very powerful. The woman has more power than any man put together. I can assure you this much. Unfortunately, they do not understand their power. Today's day and age, we are in the Kali Yuga. In the Kali Yuga, this equation has to change. And that is why this pandemic has brought a fantastic change in the equation. People have found that men are literally redundant. They are the passive principle. They were just doing office politics. That's it. And they were just enjoying themselves. Women were the active principle. This is what is mentioned over here. They are charged with the power. But under the watchful eyes of Purusha. Watchful eyes. He's just watching. He just keeps a watch. Okay, what is happening? That's it. So under the watchful eyes of Purusha, the Prakriti powers the whole system up. She gives that power. And she charges. So as a child, if you recollect, your mother would be the person who would have sat with you, given you the training. She would have made you learn everything she would have done. Right? She would have fed you also. She would have seen to it that you got the best of the clothes. She would have given you your first cycle. Her father would have paid, of course, whatever the case might be. But she would have been the active principal in your life. You would have gone to tell your mother about your first affair also. You know, if you had a girlfriend, yes, mom, this is my girl. You would have gone and done all these kind of things, isn't it? So ask yourself this question. Now, mother, Prakriti, she's the one who charges. She gives the power. She gives the Shakti to you. She is the one who provides you with this stamina to move ahead. And that is what is mentioned over here. Supported by Prakriti. It's charged. Everything is charged under the glance of Purusha and supported by Prakriti. The Prakriti is a supporting principle, but the most dynamic principle. So, we have understood this verse now. now let us go to verse 19. So, we are doing Uddhav Gita, chapter 17, last message of Sri Krishna, verse 19. The view that the components are only seven in number comprise the five elements such as ether etc together with the jiva and the supreme self which is the substratum of both subject and object from these seven proceed the body, the organs and the prana. If you recollect what are we talking about? Krishna and Uddhava are talking about some people say that there are three components, some say five, some say seven, some say nine, some say ten, some say fifteen, seventeen, twenty, twenty-eight, whatever they want. So there are different, different groups of people, sages, saints, who have come up with their own formulation. Everybody looks at it from a different perspective, isn't it? Everybody has a perspective. Are they right or are they wrong? I can assure you one thing, nobody is wrong. 
everybody is right. Why? Even in science, do you remember our science? Huh? So when we were kids, we heard about, you know, that the, the, the most smallest thing on earth is just called an atom. We heard that first. So those who came up with the atomic theory, were they right? Yes, from their perspective they were right. Then came the proton, electron, neutron. Were they right? Yes, they were right because they could only see proton, electron and neutron, three things only. Then came various other small, small particles. Matter, antimatter, quark, these, that, so many things. God particle. So all these things came about later. Are they right? Yes, they are right from their perspective. Last month, there was a fantastic discovery. Okay. This was in Berkeley, the University of Berkeley. There was a very fantastic discovery. The discovery is the cell. You see, you have body cells. So the body cells, they look like, you know, those squares that we used to draw. Remember in school, we have drawn the cell. There is a nucleus, mitochondria. What is mitochondria? I don't know. <laughs> I can, I am sure there are lots of people who will say, Guruji, this is very difficult. Don't worry. I am not going to explain all that mitochondria, this, that to you. Why should I do it? <laughs> so, we just drew a cell with one blob in the middle. You know, have you, have you seen how you make uh, you know, sunny side up. Exactly like that. So we made the round with one blob in the center. That's it. Yeah. And then we put some pepper and salt on top of it. Isn't that what you did when you do sunny side up for the eggs? Exactly like that. So we drew this kind of a cell. The University of Berkeley, the, the researchers over there, found out that the cells are not like that at all. That is the primitive view. Now a new view has come. It is all crisscross, crisscross, lines, 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 lines. You should go and see. It's a fantastic thing. The way in which the cells attract all the substances, how they eat, how they digest, how they make things. It's a very fantastic field. Are they right? Yes. Were those people right when they said there was a cell like that? Yes. Everybody is right from their perspective. Because they can see only that much. So here in this case also, some people said 5, some people said 7, some people said 10. Who is right? Everybody is right. Krishna is not refuting anybody. He just said total components are 28. If you want more also, I can give you more. What do you want? <laughs> we'll give you that. So the view that the components are only 7 in number, somebody said 7, comprises the 5 elements such as ether etc. together with jiva and the supreme self. So now he is just enumerating what are those things. Remember those five elements, no? air, water, all those things? Yes, those you know. And then he says, the next one, the sixth one is called Jiva. Jiva means the one inside, the Jivatma that is there inside of you, isn't it? And the Supreme Self, the God Almighty. The God Almighty along with this Jiva, the Jiva, Shiva, Jiva, Shiva, remember? Okay, so that one. The super lord, paramatma and the jivatma plus the five elements together become seven. 
So this is the way in which they become seven. Then he says, which is the substratum of both subject and object. From the seven proceed the body, the organs and the pranas. When all these components come together, the five elements, the jiva and the supreme consciousness, when they come together, the supreme self, when they come together, that is the cause. The effect is what? The seven proceed with body, organs and the prana. So from when they come together, they create these objects. Or your body, your body is there, isn't it? Your body, your prana, all these things come to effect. So this is the exact words which says so. So by mixing together all these seven elements, you are born. So now we move to the next one. So we are doing Uddhav Gita, chapter 17, verse 20. The view that there are six categories comprising the five elements and supreme self, which makes up the sixth. The supreme self being provided with five elements, which have emanated out of it, it has made all this and entered into it. That was seven, now this is six. We just eliminated the jiva from here. Jiva, you are no longer required, okay? Only supreme self is required. Supreme self is there and in that all the elements, let us make a nice, you know, smoothie out of it. <laughs> let us make a nice smoothie out of it and have it. That's what you are made up of. All the five elements, remember the five elements, again air, water and all that, plus the supreme self. When they come together, the supreme self being provided with the five elements. Who is providing? The supreme self itself is providing, isn't it? Purusha Prakruti, we did the whole gamut of this whole thing, you know. The gymnastics we did just now, all that. So when they come together, all the supreme self and the five elements when they came together, that is how they created you and the whole world also around you. So this is the way in which those people who say there are six categories, this is what they think. So we move to verse number 21. So this is chapter 17. Verse 21 from the Uddhav Gita. In the view, limiting the categories to four only, fire, water and earth together with the Atma form from which they have sprung are meant. It is from these the origin of all the effects have taken place. Some people said four. We did seven, we did six, now we have come to four. So fire, water, earth along with the Atma are the four components. They came together and they created you. So, it is from these that the origin of all the effects are taken. When they all combine together, the mother, the, you remember what I gave you the whole explanation before this? I was talking about mother nature. She is mixing the components together. The Atma, these three other elements, when she mixes, then the four things come together and that is how you are born. We go to verse 22. I'm just going through these verses because for a very simple reason, I've given a detailed explanation prior to this. Now, I'm just telling you how 7, 6, 4 in the enumeration. So, we now we are going to do verse 22. So, we are doing chapter 17 from the Uddham Gita, verse 22. In the enumeration of 17 categories, the gross elements, the subtle elements and the organs five of each 
together with the mind and the atma constitute the 17. We are going to take the same thing over and over again. The gross elements, the subtle elements, the organs, five of each. We have all those organs, you know. Together with the mind and the atma. So, see, the gross elements and the subtle elements are there, which we have already done in the last week. I don't, see, I'm not going to repeat the whole thing again because we have already done this in detail. I'm just skipping over these verses so that we come to something which is juicy. <laughs> the juicy part, when it comes, we will, I'll tell you. So, these are 15 components in all. And then two additional are the mind and the atma. The mind is there, you also have the mind. The one who is the dicey one in you, huh? isn't it? The one who is always showing you all the wrong stuff, get that, that mind. So the mind is there and the Atma is there. All these comprise of 17 elements, not it. Now, similarly, now we are going to do the next verse. This is chapter 17, Uddhav Gita, verse 23. Similarly, in the enumeration of 16 categories, the Atma itself is taken as the mind. The mind and the Atma are combined together. The five elements, five organs, the mind and the twofold Atma, these make up of the 13 categories. So from that, we come to 17, 16 and then we come to 13. So you just keep on eliminating, adding here, eliminating there. We just keep on putting here, there, here, there. Actually, all the ingredients are there. But sometimes we combine them together and say, oh, these two are one only. It is like giving invitation to people. You know, you will say, I'm calling Mr. So and so and family. We say that, isn't it? Sometimes when we have to give an invite, don't we say Mr. XYZ and family. Sometimes we say Mr. X, Mrs. Y, Miss Z, Mr. You know, children are there, Master A, B and C. So many. <laughs> Big family. <laughs> so, you are invited for our whatever function. So, we can break them down or we can make them together. Making a small family, big family, everything actually means the same. So, here he is saying there are 16 and then he is saying there are 13. So, we move to verse 24 now. In the verse 24, Uddhav Gita, chapter 17, verse 24. In the enumeration of 11 categories, this Atma, the five elements and the five organs are taken into consideration. While eight causes and the Purusha make up of nine categories. See? So, if we take 11 categories, so it's called five elements, earth, water, air and all that. Five organs, all you have is, huh? so those organs. And then we have the Atma. If I put the Atma and I put all this together and make a concoction of it, that is what you are. So it can be made up of 11 components. Then he says there are 8 causes. What are the 8 causes? The Purusha makes up the 9. So if I take these things, the 5 plus the 2 and you know, it makes 7, 5 and 3 makes 8. So like that, if I just keep on adding, minusing here, there, you can make as many categories as you want. So we move to the next verse now. Chapter 17, verse 25. 
Thus the sages of Uddhav Gita, by the way, thus the sages have made various enumerations of the categories, all of these being reasonable or opposite, which indeed is inappropriate for the learner. Krishna is saying, see, now you have understood all these things. Alright. The sages have made various enumerations. All the sages, you know, one sage from here, one sage from there, one sage from there. Everybody comes up with their own theories. They have their own way of looking at the thing. Am I, am I saying anything to them? No. He says they can come up with enumerating all kinds of categories they feel like. Whichever. Whichever category that you feel like, they come with it. All of these being reasonable. Everything is reasonable and agreeable. See, we have to agree to them. Okay, why? Because there is nothing wrong in what they are saying. We just have to say, okay, 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 okay. See, if you don't want to have an argument, the only thing that you got to say is okay. In my world, I have always told my students, I said, you know, in my world, there are three answers. Yes, no and okay. Most of my answers will be okay. Okay is an English word, okay. See, okay is an English word, okay. <laughs> so, that is a word which I use for very simple reason because it is neither here nor there. Am I saying yes? Am I saying no? Who knows? Krishna knows. See, nobody knows. Only God knows. So, the okay means God knows. Nobody knows any idea. Right? So that is the reason why he says, what indeed is inappropriate for the learned? So if you are a learned fellow, what is inappropriate in this? He is asking the question to Uddhava. He is telling Uddhava, what is inappropriate in this? Nothing. Alright? So now we are going to the next verse, which is chapter 17, Uddhava Gita, verse 26. Now questions are being asked again. Uddhava is again come up with some other thing. O Krishna, though the, though the Prakriti and the Purusha are mutually distinct by their very nature, yet their distinction is not perceived as they are never found apart. The Atma verily is seen in the Prakriti and likewise the Prakriti is seen in the Atma. We will do the next verse also which is verse 7. O Lotus Eye, Omniscient Lord, Thou should dispel this great doubt in my heart with words skilled in reasoning. We will do the next verse also, 28. For it is from thee, these people get illumination and through thy power, it is that they are robbed of it. Thou alone knows the cause of thy inscrutable power and none else. It's a very, very valid question. Uddhava is asking Krishna this. He says, the Purusha and the Prakriti are mutually distinct. They are, you are saying that separate. We know the Purusha is separate, the Prakriti is separate in their very nature because one is doing tremendous amount of work, one is only just watching. So you can say that both are there. Yet their distinction is not perceived as they are never found apart. They are like mummy and daddy, father and mother. They are always together. In your own family, have you seen Try saying something bad to your your father. If you are a you know if you are a, if you are a child, if you say something bad to your father, your mother gets very upset and angry. Have you noticed it? You try saying something to the mother, the father gets very upset and angry. 
you cannot say anything to either of them for very simple reason that both of them are together. I'm talking about homogeneous families. I'm not talking about those breakup families and all that. Just for understanding. Here we are just trying to understand spirituality. Right? So in the Purusha and the Prakriti, okay, they are literally like together and yet they are apart. So he is telling, Uddhava is telling Krishna, see, yet their distinction is not perceived as they never found apart. They are not ever found apart. They are together only. Even in you, as a human being, can you separate the father component in you or the mother component in you? No. Sometimes you act like a father, sometimes you act like a mother. They will say, the child has gone on the mother or the child has gone on the father. Have we not heard people say these words? He looks like his father. He looks like his father, yet he has his mother's nature. He looks, she looks like his, his her mother, and yet she has her father's nature. Have we seen this? So though it's like a combined thing over there. So here Uddhava is saying the same thing. He says, See Krishna, you are saying this that the, the father and the mother, the Purusha and the Prakriti, though they are actually distinct and yet they are perceived together constantly. Verily it is seen in the Prakriti and likewise the Prakriti is in the Atma. So the Purusha is in the Prakriti and the Prakriti is in the Purusha. So he says, you should please dispel this doubt in the heart with your skilled words. The See, Krishna has a very fantastic way of reasoning. He will give you fantastic reasons. You will wonder, you know, sometimes why, how can Krishna give so, so much reasoning? Oh, he is capable of telling you anything. From, or it is from these people, we get, we get the illumination and through thy power, it is they are robbed of it. Thou alone knows the course of the inscrutable power and none else. So he says, Krishna, you are the only one who can give us this explanation. Because you are the creator of this Purusha and the Prakriti. The Shiva and the Shakti and all these principles you only have created. You are the one who has created this Brahma. You are the one who has created this Narayana. Mahavishnu, Lakshmi forms. All these forms you only have created. You have created this universe. You know your power better. So with your inscrutable knowledge and the kind of thing that you can, you can have a tremendous amount of explanatory powers that you have. You have this skill of reasoning. You have this tremendous ability in you. Can you please explain to me how this whole thing is? So, verse 28, for it is from the that people get illumination. From you, we get illumined with the knowledge and through your power, they are robbed of it. With your power only, you delude us. See, with your own power, you know, sometimes you give us fantastic answers and sometimes we are completely lost. We are lost in the sea. We don't even know what is happening. So, you, your use, illusive power is there, which is deluding. Yes. And you are also the one who can give the most beautiful explanation of all. Thou alone knows the course of the inscrutable power and none else. So, you are the only one who can give us this fantastic explanation. So, please kindly help us understand this. So we have come to the end of verse 28 from chapter 17. Tomorrow we will see how Krishna answers this question to Uddhava. So we have come to the end of the satsang. I hope you like the satsang.
Take care. Have a great day. And I will see you all tomorrow morning at 6 o'clock.